Welcome to 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today we catch up with the star of the 1988 national champion, Kansas Jayhawks, Danny Mann. All right, now pleased to be joined by uh, the star of the 1988 NCAA tournament. It wasn't that long ago, Danny Manning, was it? Doesn't seem like too long ago. It was a long time ago, Jeff. It was a long time ago, but uh, the memory is still very vivid. Well, well, we'll go through that. That's good. That's good. You didn't forget anything because we're gonna we're gonna ask you to relive some of it. And first of all, I wanted I want to know who gave you guys the nickname Danny and the Miracles. Do we know? I'm not for sure, Jeff. I saw we saw it um, in the paper, and people started referring to us uh, as that. And that's something that I've, that's always bothered me because it's not accurate. You know, basketball is a team game, and we were definitely a good team in terms of wanting to sacrifice and do whatever we needed to do to give ourselves a chance to win and be successful. And so for me, you know, I just, I always tell people Kansas Jayhawks won the 1988 championship. It wasn't Danny and the miracles or anything like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I always definitely want to make sure I, I share those thoughts. No, I, I've, I've known you well enough over the years to know you don't even want to do this. These yes. aren't things that you like doing. It's not about you. It's never been about you, but Obviously, you were a key cog in, in, in that whole run, which was amazing. I mean, again, I think what people don't realize is you guys had a tough stretch. I mean, that, that was not an easy season. You lost 11 games, which I think still stands today as a record for the most losses of any NCAA uh, champion. You had a brutal stretch at the end of January and early February where you lost five straight. What, what was it? I mean, did you think there was a point when you might not make the NCAA tournament? We heard that talk. You know, I think we were 12 and 8 at one point, and, and the talk was hopefully we could get an NIT home game. <laughs> and at that point for us, I mean, that was kind of foreign language to us, if you will, because of the success of the program. And so every time we lose a game, Coach Brown would come in the locker room and he'd always hold his fingers like this and go, guys, we're this close. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to get better here. The next day, we go in his office, we watch the whole game. We would see our mistakes. We could see what we needed to do to get better. And we capitalized on those as we continued to play. Now, for us, when we got to the NCAA tournament, there was a level of familiarity with teams that we played down the stretch because those were teams we played in the regular season that beat us. And so now we reflect back on, okay, during this film session, we correct this, we correct this, we take care of this, we tighten up this area. It can be a different outcome. And that was a mindset going down the stretch. And then we just, we liked each other. We loved each other. We played for each other. We didn't want to let each other down. And everyone accepted their roles. And some stuff broke. It broke your way. Let, let's be honest here, right? I mean, you, you start out with Xavier, uh, Pete Gillen, Xavier team. And then you get Murray State uh, instead of NC State right away in, in, in the 14-3 game. And what, what are you thinking when you get, I assume you didn't know anything about Murray State at that point, or very little? Yeah, we didn't know much. I mean, Jeff Martin was there, had a terrific backcourt, and they had a, a tremendous season. And we knew that they were hot. That's what we knew. Yeah. And we understood and we recognized that the, it's not always the best team, the most talented team. It's who plays best for that given amount of time. And we knew that they were definitely capable of beating us like anybody else that we played. And we just wanted to make sure we gave ourselves a chance to be successful. Now, also, we, we were playing fairly close to home, too. So we had a good amount of support. 
So you get through them, you get through Murray, you're in the Sweet 16, you get Vandy and Big Will Purdue, right? Big Big Will Purdue, they, they had knocked off uh, the second-seeded Pitt Panthers. So again, it breaks for you a little bit, uh, and you get past them. Then you get K-State, right? They're, they're kind of the, the highest seed you played so far. In the Elite Eight, number four, Kansas State, Lon Kruger's Kansas State Wildcats, right? What, what was that? Do you remember anything about kind of that Sweet 16 Elite Eight run? Was there any great story, anything that kind of came out of that? You know, for us, it was a love of familiarity. They came in and they snapped a home court winning streak early in the year. Beat us in the Big 12 and Big Eight tournament. Now, I was going to say Big 12, but Big Eight tournament. And so it was just like, and it was K-State. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's Sunflower Showdown. Yeah, you know, yeah. for me, when I was in school, it was Missouri and it was K-State. Those were the two rival games that really got your blood boiling in terms of a rivalry. And so for us to be able to play them, we knew Mitch Richmond was great. We knew Henson was terrific. They had a talented team. Coach Kruger's teams always played hard and played together. Um, but, you know, we, we thought it would be a different outcome if we made some changes to how we played, tighten up some areas that we were really lax in at certain points we played them earlier. And give them credit. Those teams did what they needed to do to beat us in the regular season. Um, but Coach Brown makes some great adjustments, and, and we find a way. So you, you beat K-State, and the greatest thing is, right, you're playing now in Kansas City in the yes. Final Four against Duke. Yes. Now, I, don't, I don't remember back then, like, what was Duke Duke in terms of, like, had, they, they had obviously had a lot of success, but uh, they weren't what they are now. What What – what was it like facing Coach K and Duke and Danny Ferry and it was Quinn Snyder on that team? That was a really good team. They beat us early in the year at our place. We were up. They came back. Quinn Snyder had a monster game down the stretch, and they beat us at our place. Um, Duke still had the reputation of being Duke. Um, certainly not what it is today with the amount of championships that coaches won after that. But it was still Duke, and it was still a blue blood. And it was a, a, a huge rivalry um, for us, you know, because in 1986, this was the team that knocked us out in the final four. Right, right. 1986, um, if I had played a better game, might have been a different outcome, but I was terrible. I was bad in that game. And that fueled me and that fueled the other seniors and upperclassmen on our team in 88. 86 was something that prepared us for 88. 88, we go into Kansas City, final four. 30 yards, 30 minutes away from our campus. We know that there's a possibility of huge distractions, but 86 helped prepare us mentally to be able to talk to one another, make sure we stay locked in, stay focused, and, you know, just thought about the task at hand. And we didn't try to worry about everything that was going on. You know, 86, we get to the Final Four. It's the first one we've ever experienced as a team. And... Coach Brown did a good job of keeping us sequestered, I guess. And, but it was still the excitement, the, the allure, what's on TV? What am I missing? You know, with, it's, 88 wasn't like that for us. 88 was more like, okay, we got a task at hand. We don't, we'll celebrate. It'll be a great celebration if this ends up the way we want it to. Yeah, yeah. We got to get to that point. So that was a mindset. Were you always – as mature as I think you 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 are and have been, were you always like that even as a kid in college, Danny? Or did it take you time? You know, again, you, you're you're always pretty mellow. 
never really wanted the spotlight. What was what was that like for you that year leading up to, again, we'll get to it here, the title game against Oklahoma? A lot of growth for me that year, Jeff, as, as a man, young man, as a basketball player. Um, playing for Coach Brown is tough. He makes you a better person. He makes you a better basketball player. And he pushes you and he challenges you. And for me, I, like you said, I was always someone that um, didn't really care for the spotlight. I was always someone that just kind of quiet, kept my head down and just wanted to work. And he demanded more of me. He, he needed more of me. And to come out of my shell to a certain extent in that regard was very challenging for me. And um, it's something that I'm glad happened and it helped prepare me for the future, but um, it was tough. I mean, Coach Brown is, you've been around him and a lot of people that have been around him, I mean, he is relentless in pursuit of excellence and, and challenging you. And all it takes is you to give him one look or one little comment of, how did I do that time? But I get that right. And he'll reel off the last 30 plays, tell you exactly where you were and tell you exactly where you messed up. at. And so it's kind of like a humbling deal. And so you just kind of like, you can't ever say, did he miss that? No, he didn't miss it. He just didn't say anything about it. Right. And then when you come with a little bit of a different energy, he'll make sure he, he, he shares where he's at with you at that point in time. So for me, it was great big picture but it was challenging at that point in time because that's just not my leadership style right you're quiet he wanted you to be more of a vocal leader and and that wasn't right that wasn't you no no so So, you know more so with my teammates right you know making sure i'm sharing with them talking to them um and things of that nature before we continue that interview i have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again We waited two years for this moment, and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga is getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right. $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. And you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68. That's FIELD68 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. So, again, Final Four is in Kansas City. Like you said, this is more of a business deal at this point uh was there something that stood out to you was there there you know a story or 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 something leading up to the final four the championship game that you will always remember you know what it it happened during the final four it was the open practice and you know the rumor has it that uh coach k's wife couldn't get in because that's how many people were there really i'm pretty sure she got in but i mean 
we had an open practice, Jeff, in Kemper Arena, where, you know, the Final Four was played, where we would play a, a regular season game every year, packed to the rafters for a show practice. You know, it was just like, wow. You know, so you walk out there on the court and you experience that and you feel all the excitement, you feel all the energy. That was a powerful moment for all of us because we had great support, uh, we, you know, Midnight Madness back in those days. It was, it was always a packed house for us, but nothing of this magnitude. I mean, driving up to the arena, seeing the people on the sides of the road, seeing the people in the parking lots as we're going into Kemper Arena for an open practice. That was, that was, we were fortunate to experience that. And it was a lot of fun and uh, very humbling at the same time because so many people had, uh, like all colleges, I mean, you have your fan base, but this is unique because you said it earlier. We're 30 minutes away from our campus playing in the final four. So you get past Duke and what was, I don't want to say cakewalk, but it was easier than anybody thought it would be. It wasn't really close. And now you get Oklahoma and Nobody's giving you much of a shot. I mean, Oklahoma's, they are loaded, Danny. I mean, they got Stacey King up front. They got Mookie Blaylock, one of the best. I mean, they got they got Stacey King and, and Harvey Grant up front. Both of right. them, right? Yes. Mookie's one of the best guards in the country. Um, and you guys aren't supposed to be there, right? I mean, you're not supposed to be there. You're, you're that kind of sweet story, right? The local kids in Kansas City. But Oklahoma is going to beat the living crap out of you, according to most people, aren't they? That's what we heard. <laughs> That's what we heard. But you know what? I mean, we played Oklahoma early in the year. Coach Tubbs, rest his soul, you know, great basketball mind, terrific guy. His teams were always fun to play against. I mean, as a player, because it's just like, oh, we're going to score a lot of points this game just because that's the temple they're going to play at. Right. And so going into it, you know, we knew about Stacy. We knew about Harvey. We knew about Mookie. But, like, they had other guys, too. Like, Ricky Grace had a long professional career overseas. David Seeger was a tremendous shot maker. We knew that they were talented. We knew defensively they were going to apply pressure. And we were just looking forward to the opportunity. For us, we were stepping out on the court. In today's world, we're playing with house money. Right. <laughs> Let's go play, fellas. Let's go ball. Let's just let it all hang out and whatever happens, happens. But let's make sure we continue to play at the level that we were playing at, which is together, united, and for one another. Well, you remember what Coach Brown, what the game plan was? Was it to run with them or no? Uh, if Coach Brown, I'd say no. You know, we, I mean, for us, it was, let's just go play. Let's, we'll huddle up, let's talk, hey, man, listen, we don't care what happens. But let's just go compete and play. And that led to an up and down game. I mean, we were getting the shots that we wanted. The tempo was probably a little bit too fast for our liking. Um, if you're talking about the adjusted tempo of a game offensively and defensively, but it was so much fun. You know, we get in there at halftime and we're looking at each other like, yeah, this is. And Coach Brown's like, okay, now we got to slow this down a little bit, just a little bit. We got to get them to play at our pace. Yeah. We got to make them a little bit more um, uncomfortable or be disruptive with what we do. And so, you know, obviously the pace slowed down a little bit in the second half. And, you know, Coach Brown obviously drew up great plays, put us in wonderful situations to be successful. But, 
Um, that first half is something that was a blur. It happened really fast, but you, you reflect back on it and just so many fun plays that you get to share with your teammates. I mean, listen, you, 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 you talk about a couple of years earlier, not having the game that you wanted in the biggest game of the year. This one was completely the opposite. I mean, you, you delivered, you over delivered. I mean, 31 and 18, Danny, in the biggest game of your college career. Um, why? Unselfish teammates. You know, my teammates did a terrific job of setting picks, getting me open, getting me the basketball um, defensively. I played for a guy by the name of Chris Piper, who always took on the other team's best front court player and, 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 and made things easier for me that way. Milt Newton was spectacular down the stretch for us. Kevin Pritchard was injured towards the end of the regular season, comes back before the NCAA tournament and gives us a steady presence at the point guard spot. Then everybody else just, you know, we all just chipped in and, and, and found a way to make it work. I mean, that's probably the best thing about that group of guys or that team. We weren't the most talented. We weren't the most athletic, but we were the best team because we played better together than the other teams in order to get the result that we wanted, which is a national championship. Do you remember down the stretch what you're thinking? You made four big free throws in the last like 15 seconds. You remember going to the line, what you're thinking, you know, whether it was uh, the, the first set of two or the or the last set of two with like five seconds left to, to seal the yeah. deal? My mind, the last set of two, Jeff, was it's over. Yeah. yeah. That's just the only thing I could think of. It's over. And I don't remember much of the crowd noise. I don't remember many conversations with my teammates. It was, and I'm not saying I'm just sitting there looking at the rim, locked in, getting ready to shoot my free throws, but in my mind, I'm saying this is this is the opportunity. Close the deal. It is over right now. And that's just that was just my mindset. And so um, you know, I'm able to knock down those two. The first one catches a little bit of rim. The, the second one goes in a little bit cleaner. Yeah. And, you know, we we got a rebound at the end, and that was it. What all right, so as a mellow guy, give me your emotions after after you won it all. Like what what were you like? I mean, did you let it go? Uh a whirlwind of emotions. You know, you're on the court. Um, I get the last rebound, and to this day, I don't know why I let go of the basketball, but we're all running to center court. We're throwing our hands up in the air. I lost the basketball, and it was just a big celebration with your teammates, with your, the coaches, with everybody that's a part of our program. You know, our cheerleaders are out on the court. I get a chance to go over to the stands and recognize, you know, my family and friends. Great. But probably the coolest moment, Jeff, was in the locker room when all that was over, just sitting down in the, wow, that's it. You know I mean? And from the standpoint of, I'll never play with these guys again. This is the last time that this group will be a team. And then you kind of sit in there, then all of a sudden you start cracking jokes and you start telling stories. And that was probably the best moment, just sitting in that locker room with my teammates just going, wow, man, we, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from where we started as freshmen, every group can talk about where they started as a freshman to everything that we went through to Coach Brown, to the staff. I mean, it's the people that he had around us from our whole time at Kansas, whether it was Alvin Gentry, my father, Bob Hill, Coach Calipari, Pop. I mean. Amazing. 
Mark Turgeon, Bill Baino. I mean, he had so many guys that come through and impact and touch us to help make us better. You know, it was just an overall huge sigh of relief because this was always the goal. Every year, this was a goal. And that's not just our goal. That's every team's goal to be the last team standing. And, And to be in that situation, you realize how humbling it is, how fortunate you have to be. And then it was just like, we're going to have a good time now. <laughs> All right. So how did you have a good time? You get back to campus. I mean, the party starts, Danny. What, what, what was it like for you? No, the, the party started when we got back to the hotel. We didn't go back to campus the next, that night. Um, the decision was made that it would probably be a better decision for us to all stay at the hotel, yeah, which yeah. was a lot of fun. We had a good time. We had a great time. And then, you know, we get on the bus and we're driving back to campus and it just the sides of the road, people had pulled off and they were waving their Jayhawk pom-poms or signs or just, and, and the closer you get to campus, the more people you see. And it's just like, wow, you know, wow, this is, this is, this is cool. We're fortunate, you know, and then you, you get to campus and it just, all the people that are there, just the, the amount of support, it was just an overwhelming feeling. Yeah, you've, you've had a lot of great moments in your life, in your career. That, that's that got to be number one, I mean, other than the birth of your kids? Uh, it's, it's, it's in my top five, Jeff. All it's right, all right we'll five. give you there's that. Other, there are a few other things for me. I mean, you talk about the birth of my kids, absolutely, up there at the top. Um, but for me, it's also being able to come back from three ACLs during my professional career. That was something that um, I feel very fortunate of. And I don't talk about it much, but I'm the GOAT of the NBA for ACLs. <laughs> Until somebody goes through more than three, I'm, I'm the self-proclaimed GOAT. So, I, but I think I mean, you probably got that. That's not an honor you wanted, Danny, but yes, no, you might have it. Yeah, might have I've it. got it. I've got it. So, I mean, you know, for me, the championship is always something that I look very fondly back at so many people helped me helped us along the way you know giving us encouragement teaching us tough lessons and it all pays off I mean you go to college you win a championship you graduate you make lifelong friends for me I met my wife Lawrence has always been home so um, I couldn't ask for a better script in that regard well, we we got to change the name. We'll, we'll get rid of the Danny and the Miracles. It was there. The, you go. It was the 1988 uh, national champion Kansas Jayhawks. And Absolutely. Listen, we appreciate you taking a few to kind of relive those memories. Uh, one of the greatest teams, one of the greatest stories in NCAA tournament history. Thanks, Dan. Thank you.